Hey everyone and welcome back to episode 4 of Critics on a Budget. Um, today we're going to be reviewing The Devil All the Time. Okay, so let's get into it. Honestly, first of all, this is not a movie that I would watch like at all. I like to make that very clear. Very clear. <laughs> but you on the other hand, this yeah. is like exactly your type of movie. This is like, like this is, we're like polar opposites in this way because my kind of movie is like really dark, creepy, like just weird. Like I love those kinds of movies. So I was very excited about this. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to come off in this podcast. You're just going to hear completely different vibes. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> and we're ready. So the, I was just say the only reason I did watch it though was for Tom Holland and Sebastian Stan only like yeah plus it is it's such an iconic cast I'm sorry but what and it's produced by Jake Gyllenhaal like it's like a it's like a Marvel reunion literally how are you not gonna watch it right like plus Pennywise and Harry Potter like Cedric you know <laughs> literally but like, oh my god it's so good well our initial thoughts so I we saw the trailer obviously, before we watched the movie. <laughs> and neither of us had any idea what was going on in the trailer. We were like, what is... Yeah. But this made me even more excited because the trailer was really good. And I was like, this looks amazing. It, it looked good. It gave me weird vibes. Not, I'm not gonna lie, but like not in a bad way. Because I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. But not that it was a bad thing. I just immediately knew that it was gonna be really dark. And... Like, starting the movie, I kind of got the, like, it felt like we were watching it in, like, an old cinema or something. Because, like, the opening, I think it was the opening title where it was, like, said the title of the movie, but it was, like, huge, like, on the screen. And it was, like, intense with, like, the music. And that kind of set the tone for the whole movie. You know what else set the tone of the movie? <laughs> the yeehaw accents. <laughs> I was not ready. I... That narrator started talking, and I was like, wow, we're doing it. And then the actors started talking. I was like, oh, what? Cowboy, like, bring it on. The accents were, the, the acting was so good. No, it was actually really impressive, because if you haven't seen these actors before, like, you wouldn't really know what their accents actually are, because they yeah. all do it so well. Literally, and it's like, I, I can't do a southern accent. And they're, like, these British people doing Southern accents. I, like, just, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's really impressive for an entire movie. Yeah. Well, this movie escalated so quickly because it was literally, like, we, what, it was, like, 90 seconds in, and then they showed um, a man that was crucified on a hill. And Bill Skarsgård, Skarsgård's character, Willard, I think his name was Willard, he had to basically kill this man because... He had to, like, put him out of his suffering. So. I it, can't. It, it was pretty crazy. Plus, the fact is that it was just such a slow shot. And then suddenly, he's just, like, shoots a guy. Like, where did this come from? It was like, okay, we're getting off to a rough start. <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> kind of rough for the guy. Yeah. And then, you know, you have the whole idea of, like, PTSD. And you realize that religion is going to be very, very important in the movie. 
and it's gonna be extremely obvious. So then it starts to build suspense really well, right? There's so many things to talk about. I don't even know like what to say. Like they, they, there's so much going on because they tell like four different stories and then they all converge in like the weirdest ways possible. So we're gonna try our best to explain it. Yeah, that's what that what's that's what got me confused at first because I was like, why why are they jumping? Like the jumping between scenes kind of confused me. I thought it was just like one storyline or something we were following, yeah. but it's not. It's, um, like, it's, it's a bunch of religious storylines. Like, it's like over two generations. Of right. Yeah, and then it's actually crazy how big of a part religion plays in it. Exactly. So it built the suspense. It built the suspense really well. Um, because it made you, like, wonder, like, how are these people connected? Like, what's happening? Um, and there's kind of this, like, idea of a gun. Okay, basically, there's, like, one gun, right, that belongs to one character, and then this crazy stuff happens, and then it's passed down to the son, and then the crazy stuff happens to him, too. So I have a theory that the yeah. gun is first, but... And it might as well be. It might as well be. It's... All I can say about this movie is that it's crazy, but you know, it's fine. Um, <laughs> there is also another scene that we have to talk about. There's a character named Roy, right? And he's a preacher. He oh, is yeah. played by the same guy who plays Dudley in Harry Potter. Crazy. I did not recognize him I was at like, all. I was like, his face looks kind of familiar, but like, no. And then I looked it up and it was, it was Dudley. I was like, there's no way. There's <laughs> Oh, wait, I know what scene you're gonna, oh. Yeah, so then this scene happens, right, where um, he's like, what, before I found the Lord, like, I used to be scared of spiders. I'm not anymore. And then he pours a bucket of spiders on his face. Not for me. No, I, I like, could not watch that. I was like, oh my, God. like, okay, I understand, like, okay, listen, the message. He had the, he, no, he had the right in, mm. You right intention, <laughs> but the wrong message. No, wait. Like it was, <laughs> it was the wrong method of going about things. Um, because if you're afraid of something, don't pour it on your face. Can you? Oh no. Ooh, literally, no. Thinking about it like makes me like gag. Like it was just nasty. I can watch it. I can watch it. Can you imagine just pouring a bucket of spot? Oh no. No 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 no. It was bad. It was bad. Anyway. So, basically, at this church, Willard is there with his mom, um, and he's with also this girl named Helen, and Willard's mom wants him to marry Helen, but then Helen and Roy end up falling in love, and Roy's the preacher with the spiders. Um, so that's one story, so keep that in mind. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then the other story is Willard then meets this girl at a cafe, that he falls in love with, and I forgot her name. I have no idea. But it's- I don't know any of their names. Then they get married, and then they get a house, and they, like, fall in love, they have a kid, they have a kid named Arvin. Um, and basically, when things start to seem good is when you know they're gonna turn bad again. All right, as in any movie, you're not gonna have anything good for long. Yeah, this whole, this is just, like, a roller coaster of emotions. Um, and the narrator was not helping. Um, I mean, he was helping, mm -hmm. like, keep everything, like, in place in my mind. But, like, it was so scary because it was, like, 
he was like they had no clue what was gonna come next and I was like oh my god like stop like stop stop no <laughs> just show me what happened so then what happened was um Willard finds like this like clearing behind the house and he puts a cross there to like go pray in the forest in the dark yeah um which is you know it's okay to each their own okay. but you're okay uh do what you do <laughs> and then it we cut to a scene of Lenora no sorry Lenora mm-hmm. is okay Helen is her name Helen I can't okay it's something Roy's wife is in the house with Willard's mom so they they like know each other and she has a daughter named Lenora, right? And then Ro- this is the scene where Roy goes to pick her up from the house. And then the narrator goes, that's the last time she would ever see, see Lenora again. And then her yeah. body's found in the woods seven years later. And you're like, what? Yeah. Then at this point, it's known that Roy kills her. Um, we don't know why. We just know that it happens. Um, and then at the same time, Willard overhears these men talking about his wife in a very gross way, um, and he <laughs> brings his eight-year-old child with him to watch him beat up these guys, basically almost to the point of death. Um, yeah, and he's like, this is what you do. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you gotta choose your time to, like, fight back. Um, so that happens, which obviously would traumatize a child. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like, Wow. Your dad takes you in a car and you're like, oh, where are we going? And then he just like yeah. beats, beats the up people. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's like a little bit of trauma there, you know? Uh, and then they go back and Arvin finds his mom collapsed on the kitchen floor. And you're like, crap, what's happened? Basically, the mom has cancer and she's dying. So. Just perfect. It's not like they're going through things. All yeah. Like they're totally just. It's so sad. Like, this entire movie is, like, the characters cannot catch a break. So then Willard starts going a little, like, you know, a little off the rails. Um, He makes Arvin pray, like, out back, like, all the time, like, really just aggressively. Um, And then it gets to the point where the mom's not getting better, and Willard kills their family dog. Yeah, that's when I was like, nah, I'm not having this. Like, kill all the people you want, but hey. Yeah, the I dog was, is where we stop. I was like, why did he kill the dog? That's like when that I love how that's when we like draw the line. We're like, no, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 for me, not a dog. Yeah, nope. When so, I realized, I was like, no. Yeah, so Arvin's like crying. He's mad. He's like, obviously, like if my dad killed my dog, I would be so mad. Um, and then he uh is like he's like praying and he's like I sacrificed this dog for you like please save my wife like don't yeah. don't take her from me and that part literally made me cry because I was like that's that's messed up yeah it did not make me cry I was like okay carrying on <laughs> the problem with me is I get too emotionally attached to like any character at any point in time so like it makes me sad I was kind of no I was just scared of every single character they were all scaring me mm, that's fair they were pretty scary yeah, they were all a bit tough. Yeah, they were. But then Willard um, is, like, crying, and then I'm crying, and then Arvin's crying, and <laughs> a lot of crying, and then it cuts to the mom's funeral. 
So the mom still died. So. So. I just like. That didn't work out. I don't know what to say. Like, bruh. <laughs> like, really? So. Um, that made me sad. And then they go back home, um, Arvin and Willard. And um, Willard's obviously like, very sad. And then Arvin is laying in bed that night and he's like talking to like his dog, like the spirit of his dog, you know? And he's like, I'm going to give you a proper funeral. Like I'm going to go out back and like, once my dad falls asleep, like I'm going to get you. <sighs> Guys, this oh. is where it gets. No, so this is, this is like, yeah, it just gets chaotic from here and just never dies down. It just does not stop. Like this scene literally like haunts me. It's so weird. <sighs> crazy. Cause you don't you basically. Yeah, I didn't expect it because he goes back to the cross, right? To to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, uh huh. Except he finds someone there. <laughs> he just finds the body. It was it was uh, Willard, right? Yeah, it was his dad. Yeah. So he finds his dad's body, like dead, by the way, not just alive. What he finds his dead dad's body, just there by the cross, which is. Perfect. Yeah. Just lovely. It's not like Arvin could really just not catch a break. He really couldn't. Like, bruh. And it was like one after the other. So then, you know, then the the town cop, Lee, played by Sebastian Stan, he gets a call yes. from like the guy who lives down the street or whatever. Um, and then he finds Arvin at this guy's house and he's like, What happened? And he's like, and Arvin's like, come to my house. Um, And they go and they see the dad's body. And then Lee points the flashlight at the cross. And you see that the dog has been crucified on the cross. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's messed up. I put it calmly. What? Like, I don't know what to say. Everyone was just getting sacrificed. I don't even know. It was, like, like, that was the last thing I was expecting to see. Like, either you get shot or you get sacrificed in this movie. It's, like, there's no, in, like, you, you don't live, basically. <laughs> you don't. The number of people that die, like, one after the other. I was, I became immune to it. I was, like, oh, another one. Okay. It's insane. Anyways, so, after that whole thing, um... You go back to, like, the seven years before when she's still alive, when Roy's wife is still alive. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of pointing right now because <laughs> I'm trying to make it make sense in my head. Um, and you see that Roy, he, like, got bit in the face or something, right? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. So, basically, <laughs> apparently he, like, got bit on the face by a spider while, like, doing a sermon. So he's, like, hiding in his bathroom or something. And then he finally comes out. He's, like, been healed. Like, he, like, he's fine. And he comes out, and he's, like, oh, like, we should go for, like, a drive. Um, So he takes her for a drive. So this is the day that she gets killed. So he takes her a drive. And he's, like, oh, like, I know a really nice, like, clearing to, like, pray. And they go out to this, like, forest, to, like, this clearing. Lots of things happen in the forest, by the way. That's, like, a... Basically, it's like you saw a character go out to the forest and you knew it was their time to go. Yeah, it's like murder. No one made it. Yeah, no. 
like two people go in one comes out like yeah so <laughs> basically um they go into this clearing and this this part's also messed up i need to explain to you guys this it's all messed up it's there's so many like shocks that you're like because you know someone's gonna die but you don't know how or why or what's gonna happen after or so, which one you never know which one. one so it's like what 50 50 yeah they, they they go to this forest first of all the forest is like really pretty um ah, it was kind of creepy no it was pretty like the the shot with like the sun and stuff anyways um what happened there was not pretty basically <laughs> roy is like let's pray here and then he goes i love you and then he stabs her in the neck with a screwdriver yeah and <laughs> although you get shocked by this one i cannot tell you how many more deaths took place in the woods that i was like okay like i was like what? that's normal this is normal now yeah um so yeah so then you're like okay why did he stab her like what was the motive there was no reason <laughs> basically <laughs> um she's dead right and he's like lord like i heard your voice like i call on you to resurrect her yeah and I was <sighs> not him thinking he the can brain. <laughs> yeah, the brain cells I lost. I was like, oh. I was like, there's no way he just said that. I was like, he just said resurrect. Like, no way. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I didn't know if I should have felt bad for him or hated him because he's obviously like been like indoctrinated with this idea that he's like God on earth and he thinks that he can do this. Yeah. And this is where we, we need to be careful because religion can all obviously get, like, controversial, so. Yeah. But it was still crazy, like. Yeah. It was like. This man killed his wife. I, mm. Yeah, so then he realizes that, um, you know, he can't resurrect her. <laughs> so he's, like, crying and he's sad. And then he's like, maybe I should, like, tell the police. And his, is it his brother or his friend? I don't know. This guy who's, like, with him. He's like. You really think you're gonna tell the no cop that you killed your wife because you thought that you could resurrect her? And he's like, Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I gotta run away. And then he abandons his friend in the street. <laughs> it's literally like, what? So um he's gone and he starts hitchhiking. <laughs> yeah. And this is where the other characters come in. Isha, do you wanna do um an introduction? Are we talking about Tom Holland? No, I'm talking about the couple. Oh, yes. It's a psychopathic couple, my favorite. Yeah. Now, okay. No, it's the, that's how you describe them, honestly. Like, I have no other words. Just this guy and this girl who go around um, killing people in the forest. Yeah. Literally, like, in the forest. They, they pick up people um, in their car. They don't kidnap them because they need like a ride and then they take them to the forest and kill them and i'm not gonna lie to you i don't know why i think the guy's called carl i don't know his motives i never got it i think his name is carl yes yeah. so yeah. basically um um they <laughs> so i think her name is sandy and his name is carl um basically they go around picking up men who are hitchhiking and um I don't, they, <laughs> like, I don't know why, but they basically, they take them to the forest, and then they kill them. 
Yeah. And this, that literal, like, exact scene happens so much. I cannot tell you. It happened a minimum of three times. Yeah. Them picking up someone. Um, it ends differently at the end, like, the last time, but we'll get onto that. Yeah. So, um, you know what happened to Roy. Um, he goes hitchhiking, gets picked up by this couple, um, and then... Pew, pew. Yeah, pew, pew. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's where we're at right now. So like, maybe- did we not say that basically no one makes it out alive? Like, either you just get shot just because, or you get sacrificed. So, yeah. That's the two ways to go. Not and- in life. Stay safe. Yeah. And then um, jump to 1965. And this is when Arvin is an adult. Grew up. Tom Holland comes in. We yes. Nuts. Finally. We've been yeah. waiting for this one. I've been waiting for this one. Turn it up, you know? So. so long. Okay. It's his birthday. I'm assuming it's like his 18th birthday. Um, and he gets his father's gun as a gift. The crush one. So this is when the gun comes back because it's like, what the heck? Is the gun cursed? right? Because then you know some crazy stuff's gonna happen now. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, Arvin and Lenora are now living together at Arvin's grandma's house because Lenora's parents are dead. Arvin's parents are dead. So they're basically brother and sister now. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we go into this whole thing about how Arvin's extremely protective of her. Um, he tries to beat up these guys who are harassing her at school, but then they end up, like, punching him in the face and running away, which is really sad. Classic. Because <laughs> it's, like, bless. Like, I literally... Three guys, so it's, like... Yeah, right, and, like, after after that scene, I think, I think um, Robert Pattinson's character is back on, and mm-hmm. what I wrote down, just, I wrote down, why is Robert Pattinson's, ca- Pattinson's character like this? That's it. I don't know what I was talking about, but yeah, his character was rude. Yeah. (laughs) We need to talk about, first of all, we need to talk about his accent and his voice because not only did he have a Southern accent, his voice was like Uh, so different. That is not Cedric Diggory. Like who? That was not his voice. It was crazy. Like, wow. They were all so different. Yeah. I was like, but in the best way, in the best way, it was really good. Yeah. So he was being rude to Arvin's family because they're, they're, they don't have that much money. And they brought chicken livers to church on Sunday. And basically he goes into this whole thing saying like, I can tell who's like down on their luck, like with what kind of meat they brought today. Cause like I'll, he basically says, I'll take the owl for everyone and I'll eat the chicken livers. And he humiliates the family in front yeah. of the Made me so mad. Um, yeah, also disclaimer. Literally from this point on in the movie, I wrote down, I am so confused. <laughs> I had no, I had like the occasional scene where I was like, okay, this makes sense. People are dying. Yeah. Press, no. I'm so ready to talk about the second half because bro. Okay. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah. So just like cut me off whenever you want to because- there's a lot to talk about. Um, basically, Lenora and Arvin go to church um, after school every day because Lenora wants to, like, visit her mom's grave. 
So Arvind Lee goes with her. Basically for the first time this day, he doesn't go with her. He's like, I'll just drop you off at church. You can like, just do your thing. I'll pick you up later. So you're like, why, why is he not like going with her? Basically he goes to school. He finds the guys that are harassing Lenora, beats them up so hard like almost kills like all three of them um and you know i don't know it's how to it, but... <laughs> yes get them but also part of me is like no don't be violent yeah exactly <laughs> so it's it's a lot <laughs> and then you can see um he gets back in the car after like almost killing people and yeah. he has like the crazy eyes you know Ooh, yeah, you could see them. Yeah, and we have to talk about his acting in that scene, because, wow. Yeah, I don't have much to say apart from, wow. Wow, like, I, the range. It's I, really good. <laughs> yeah, I know, you go from playing, like, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to... To this? Like, wow. So, That's when you know. Yeah. And then this one, it gets crazier. So you realize that Arvin has some violent tendencies, some anger issues. Um, kind of makes sense because he saw his dad, like, you know, attacking people. Um, so then we see Lenora at the church. She's alone. And she meets the preacher. The preacher's name is Preston. And Preston goes, I know where there's a place that we can pray. And you're like, oh, no. No, no. Oh, shoot. <laughs> And Lenora, you just know. Lenora being the trusting child that she is, she goes with him. Um, and he basically uses his power as like being like a man of religion and like faith and God to basically sleep with her. Uh, so that made me really mad. That entire scene, I was yeah, so like literally fuming through the screen. I was, like, yelling. I was literally yelling at my computer. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, you can't, you can't do this. Oh, it made me so mad. So then, you know, at this point, I wrote in my notes, I'm praying Arvin finds out and murders him. Like, I was like, he better at this point. Because uh-huh. he had it coming. So. He really did. Um, yeah. I can't, okay, this is where my notes get confusing, because I'm talking about flashbacks and flash forwards. And I can, okay, yes, I remember. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Okay. I'm already confused, so it's all good. Yeah. So basically, it cuts back to Sandy and Carl. So Sandy's, like, trying to run away from Carl, but, like, she can't get up the courage to. And then she's in the apartment. And Lee, the police officer, goes to meet her. And you realize that Sandy and Lee are brother and sister. So then we're already forming more connections, right? With that. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, so then you see again Sandy and Carl are doing their murder and stuff. It's the same scene again with another guy. Yeah. Really the their whole tactic is that Sandy will seduce the men and then Carl will murder the men and take pictures of them <laughs> dying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the most messed up bits of the movie can... He, he takes pictures of them while, while killing them. Yeah, so... Yeah, you heard that right. It's a lot. Um, lots of death. But... And this was... Guys, we're just over halfway through, okay? 
This is how. Yeah. This is wild. Keep listening. We're at the halfway point right now. And then you find out that Lenora is pregnant. Yeah. Well, I can't. Tom's face during this scene. It's, yeah. It was rude. It was kind of like, can Tom Holland find a character that is happy for once? Because I don't see that happening. He was so like, messed up. So this is a challenge for the man. Like, I challenge him. Yeah. So basically what happens is, this is, again, this is another, like, messed up thing. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. I, I get so upset, like, talking about it. <laughs> basically. Lenora realizes that she's pregnant. She tries to talk to Preston about it. He's like, you must be going crazy. Like, I, there's no way that I'm the father. Because, like, we didn't do anything. And she's like, you're really acting like we didn't do anything. And he was like, yeah, we didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. He kicks her out of the church. She goes home. It is now Sunday. The whole family's going to church. She's sick because she's pregnant. So Arvin's like, don't worry. Like, it's okay. Like, we'll just see you when we get back. Basically, she obviously gets very upset. She um, goes into the shed and she, like, ties a rope around her neck. And she's about to, like, commit suicide. And then she realizes, no, like, my family will still, like, love me. Like, this isn't the right way to go. Like, I shouldn't. And then she slips off the bucket and she ends up dying anyways. That was, oh my God. It just makes me angry because the character's like, no, no, I shouldn't. Mm-mm. Oh, I was like. Oh, it was so like, just imagine, just imagine the scene in front of you. I, no. It was so bad. And then guess who finds her body? Arvin. Of course. Again. Just can't, can't catch him. Mr. Tom Holland. He needs to start choosing characters that are actually happy because it's get it's becoming too much. It's just so rude. I can't watch his face like heartbroken. It's every every character he plays. He's too good at it. It's not allowed. Exactly, because it hurts. Yeah. So then, um, Arvin obviously gets mad. Uh, he starts to like work, and then this this other police officer goes up to him while he's at work. I think I think he's at work. He's like in a field somewhere. Um, and this police officer goes, I just heard word from the coroner, um, did you know that Lenora was carrying a baby when she died? And he was like, no, there's no way. And he was like, yes, there is way, because that's what happened. (laughs) And then, um, Arvin realizes that the preacher did not, like, he didn't hold a funeral for Lenora. He didn't speak at the funeral because... He said he doesn't speak at the funeral for people who commit suicide, but then he realizes that he didn't speak because he's the reason that she, that she, like, died. That is, yeah. And, oh, boy, do you know that he goes to confront him. He gets, he gets his father's gun. He goes to the church. Confrontation. We know where, we know where this is leading. Pew, pew. We're ready. (laughs) <laughs> um he literally this man okay wait hold on there's a whole other thing that i forgot to mention after lenora dies this preacher is still going off and sleeping with underage girls like he's still like yeah so he's not a good person let's keep that in mind he's just like it's not good so he's a predator um <laughs> and arvin is has been spying on him for the weeks or whatever before he confronts him so then he goes to the church and he starts 
saying that he wants to confess to like unholy acts but then he starts listing all the things that he's seen the preacher doing which is so good actually honestly one of my favorite scenes yeah i was like yes no like oh it's a power move power move yeah and then obviously you see like he starts getting like nervous and he's like how does this kid what is he saying know everything yeah and then he turns around and arvin shoots him like three times yeah literally yeah just pew pew done dusted yeah get into it i was so so i don't think this was all in the span of like 20 minutes yeah so yeah i don't think i was able to hate a character more in 20 minutes than i hated that character definitely hated him the most it just means that robert pattinson did his job like well (laughs) done made us just like want him to die which is like crazy so um, anyways, Arvin realizes that he has to run away because he's murdered someone and he decides to go hitchhiking. Oh, we know. Okay. Uh, we know where this is going. Do you hitchhiking? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So for the third time in the movie, <laughs> we, we meet the, we meet our faves. Yeah. Carl and whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they pick they pick him up, and when I realized it was them, I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" But let's remember, this is this is Tom Holland. Well, not Tom Holland. This is Arvin here. Boy's experience. So um, he basically notices that Carl has a gun when he gets out of the car when they stop the car, and pew pew, shoots Carl. <laughs> and then I think Sandy. I think that's the name of the girl. Uh, pulls her gun on him and he pulls his gun on her and they're just kind of sitting there like okay like who's gonna go um and then they both shoot but then turns out because carl was just like a little paranoid man he didn't like fill in he took out the bullets from sandy's gun but didn't tell her so she just had an unloaded gun and she died so arvin's killing spree continued (laughs) <laughs> we we're going three for three now. <laughs> um, and then That's a, Lee. Lee, the cop, gets called to the scene of the crime. And he's like, my sister's dead. Gotta find who killed her. Killed right. Her. Also, one more thing, though. Lee, like, played by Sebastian Stan, he scared me so much. Yeah. Like, I don't, he played it too well. Again, what is up with Sebastian Stan playing these, like, unlikable characters? Right. He's played too many characters that just no one likes and are scary. So can he He's stop? Good at it. So <laughs> he does it well. Yeah. Um. So basically, he's won again. Arvin's won again, and he goes back to the village. The village. Back to the town where he grew up before he like moved to the other place. I don't remember the names. Knock'em Stiff. One of the towns is called Knock'em Stiff, which is, like, the most yee-haw name. <laughs> but, you know. Um, so he goes back, and he goes to the house where his where he used to live, and he goes out back to, like, where the cross is, and basically he goes there to, like, it's so sad. He, go, he has his dog's, like, bones, and he buries his dog. And it's yeah. sad. Does he not bur- uh, bury his gun as well? Yeah. Which is oh, okay. 
no, 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 not at that point. Not at that. Okay, later no. on. Um. Then he hears like a branch snap, and Lee's like finding him. So then, also, this is in the forest. So again, we know two go in, one's coming out. Simple. Yeah. So simple maths, quick maths. <laughs> so they end up getting into like a standoff, and Arvin wins again. Shoots me. Four for four. Let's go, Arvin. We're an official serial killer now, folks. <laughs> so oh, then, yeah. I just realized this. I think everyone with a solid connection to Arvin, except for the grandparents, died. And like Arvin, like, died. Killed they- like most of them. Um, yeah. It's kind of sad. But yeah. Um, and then, you know, Arvin, he does bury the gun, right? Yeah, he does. Which is okay. Good. That's good of him. I mean, it's about time. To be fair, the people were after him as well. He just had faster reflexes. <laughs> Self-defense. His, his spidey senses were tingling. They were. <laughs> so, um, then this boy decides, hey, I need to get out of here. Let me go hitchhiking again. <laughs> yeah. I. What have we learned? I was like, when will you learn? <laughs> Consequences. Um, so, but it's okay. This time... He's good. It's not a murderous couple. Um, it's just one man. Except I was kind of sketchy. I was like, I was like, mm. nervous. Yeah, I was suspicious. But but basically, the the movie ends on like a very like ambiguous note where like the the narrator's talking about like Arvin falling asleep in the car, and he starts thinking about like maybe he'll join the Vietnam War, and maybe or maybe he'll like he'll get married and like settle down and like have a family. And then it just, Which is just crazy to think about because you're telling me this man just goes on a killing spree and then you're like, Arvin's gonna go settle down. Who knows what he's gonna do? I'm like, so what? What do you mean? <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> um, but then again, that is what Ted Bundy did. Which is like, <sighs> oh, that is true. Yeah. He literally had like is a- Arvin, Is Arvin or Ted Bundy here? But Ted- I don't know. They're very different. And that's Ted Bundy's for another time. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, the whole discussion, too, is, like, just because he killed people doesn't make him a bad person because he killed the people who were being bad. Yeah. It still does because he killed a person. But then again, in this movie, if we take that out of context, everyone was killing everyone. Um, like, the amount of people that Lee, the, the cop, killed, like, I swear, he just... Oh, we're shooting people. Those mob bosses or something. I don't even remember. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, so if we forget about, if we just pretend that murder isn't a bad thing in this movie. Surely we just ignore all, like, moral codes. <laughs> like Yeah, just for this movie. Just for this two-hour movie. Honestly. Yeah. Our morals are out the window. Otherwise, like, it's so messed up. It is. So, then the movie ends. And that's the movie. Yeah, so, that is a movie. It took us a while to get there, but that is a movie. Yeah. So basically, Isha, do you want to go with your thoughts first? Okay. I don't have many thoughts. Like, I'm not going to lie to you because this isn't a movie I'd usually watch. I just did not find it as interesting as you did. Mm. Um, I just, I, I like the way it was made. I think it was very well made. And the acting was really good. 
but like personally not really an enjoyment love (laughs) 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 the thing is I gave it like a lot of hype in my head especially because I like knew the actors and stuff so I was like oh my god it's gonna be so good because like I would watch this movie anyways but the fact that I like love the actors in it just like added to it so I think it lived up to the hype that I gave it in my head because I think if the trailer gave away too much, then I would have imagined way more. But, like, since I had no clue what was really happening, I just thought it was going to be good. So, like, and it was good, in my opinion. Um, I thought it was insane. So. (laughs) So, if we're going to do, okay, we're changing up our ratings here. So, it's still going to be out of 10. But now what we're going to start doing, because this was the movie that made us realize, hey, our opinions are different. Um, So, we split it into five and five. So, basically the first five is going to be if overall like you think it was well made how was the movie made and everything um and then the other five is for just your personal opinion and enjoyment of the movie yeah um so i'll start because i think we know that it's going to be lower um anyway so out of five for the well made i get four out of five because i mean super good like i've already said why so the next five huh so my enjoyment, give it more like a two out of five, because basically I watched like the second half of the movie alone, uh, whereas I watched the first half with you, and I did not enjoy it alone. I did not. I'm not gonna lie. It just wasn't. I couldn't watch it by myself. Um, so in total, we give it a six out of ten. That's me. What about you? Love that. It was opposite for me because I feel like I enjoyed it more like watching it alone. Mm. It was like weird. Anyways. <laughs> um out of like five for like how well made it is I give it 4.5 out of five because I think some parts were like confusing but overall it was very good very interesting to me and for overall enjoyment I give it five out of five because I literally loved it guys like you don't understand (laughs) like wow like I don't I might be like I think I think our listeners definitely get how much you enjoyed it yeah Like, after listening to this extensive podcast, (laughs) if anyone made it through. But it's fine. Um, Um, Okay, so what's the moral of the story? Go on, Arjun. The moral of the story is don't go hitchhiking. Fair. You you should have seen that one coming, guys. You might end up getting murdered. You never know, so just don't do it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I never anyway, so that's great. Uh also, I'm so sorry. I know we said we were going to do Call Me By Your Name this week, but this movie came out last week, so we had to do it. Oh, yeah. We kind of just dived into this one with no explanation, but <laughs> just like, stay tuned to go back on track for Call Me By Your Name next week. Yes. So thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, bye. Bye. <laughs>